This is the Infatuation Podcast Mini Edition, a smaller version of our normal pod. Uh, we're still working on a name for it, but right now it's the Mini Pod, uh, and we talk about Asian things that we love. And this is Curtis, and on today's mini episode, we're going to be talking about the crazy popular Netflix K-drama, Squid Game. All right, everyone. So uh, we're trying something new here. Um, we're calling it right now. We're calling it a mini pod, but we're we're working on names. Um, someone suggested the name Suya. <laughs> Suya. Yeah. Like as in like like grilled meat, midnight or snack. Like, yeah, like a little. Because oh. the idea is like these are like so we're gonna have our main dishes right. Will be every Wednesday. But then once every once in a while there may be a topic that we just have to talk about, right? Like this Call it Bonchon side dishes. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Oh man. If we talk about enough Korean stuff, Bonchon. Bonchon. Hmm. Okay, I'll add that to the list of ideas. But the idea of these is to talk about things that are relevant right now in the news or at the water cooler, you know, wherever you're just talking to people about these things come up and you know, to to give you an idea where this kind of came from we were just talking about squid game and i was like oh i'd like to do something on the podcast about it but i have things scheduled out you know pretty far in advance so you know month actually months in advance and i was like well how can i squeeze in something so then the idea of doing these maybe unedited maybe it's just me um talking um unedited podcasts um just drop a half hour on you guys out there listening about something that's relevant might keep us nimble maybe a little more spontaneous so so i think it'll be fun so um you've already heard her voice but it is a familiar voice hopefully to everyone out there it is jennifer she's back she's she's our day one host yo (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad to be back (laughs) It's funny because I think we were actually scheduled to meet in about like 10 days. Yeah. And I was like, when I watched Squid Game, I was like, ooh, I'm definitely going to now add Squid Game to this mix. So it was perfect for you to reach out about this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are getting together in a couple days, in a week and a half or so to do the collaboration episode. Well, that'll be fun where we're picking K-dramas. We'll, we'll, I got to pump that up a little bit more. So in October, we're doing a collaboration with our friends at K-Drama My Eyes Out, and they are up in Canada, and we're going to bring back Nadira to all of our episode one people back that we, we met way back in June, but we're getting back together to do that episode, so that'll be fun. But uh, how's it going, Jennifer? You got anything new going on besides Squid Game? Besides Squid Game? Um, so I'm... Really into hometown cha-cha-cha right now. I don't know if you're on that boat. Um, I just love the two leads, um, Shin min and Kim Sun-ho. I honestly didn't really like Kim Sun-ho in Startup. I know he had like crazy shippers, but it is with hometown cha-cha-cha. Or I feel like I really like him as an actor, and I've always liked Shin min And they're just so cute. I'll be honest, nothing cr- really crazy happens <laughs> in the drama. It's kind of like... 
but it's very calming and relaxing to watch. So it's just watching two people fall in love, living their daily lives. And so I find it very fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched two episodes and I, I liked it, but I was kind of, where's the plot? What's you know? There is no plot. It's completely <laughs> character driven. So if yeah. you're someone who needs like action, suspense, mystery, this is totally not for you. But it's just a feel good kind of way to Yeah, it ratings. will make you feel good afterwards. It's become like my Saturday, Sunday routine. Every morning I just watch it and and then I go about my day, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I've. You're not the only one. I've. I've a lot of people have been recommending it to me. Actually, uh, I've been doing a little bit of Vincenzo. <laughs> really, it's a slow burn, man. I am. Uh, I'm about eleven episodes in, and it's one of those dramas that I like, but I don't love. You know, like. I watch it and I'm satisfied, but it's not one of those ones where I, I every free anytime I have a free moment, I'm like, oh, I gotta get another episode in. It's just kind of like, oh, I'll watch another episode. So, yeah, I dropped it after episode four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's not that I hated it, like you said, right? But it's just I never got back around to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll finish. I, I just I just found out it's twenty episodes. <laughs> It's twenty. Oh, I thought it was sixteen. I think it's twenty. So I'm only halfway. I was, wow. I was like, I could power through five more episodes, but I'm like, I don't know if I can power through nine more episodes. To be honest, I'm shocked that it got as popular as it did. Mm. Maybe it was like the Song Jun Ki, or yeah. I've heard like the second half towards the end, it really gets good. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, maybe I'm halfway there, but <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, mm. we'll see. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if something else comes up, I'll, you know that's where Squid Game just kind of come up in between, came up in between, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just jump on that. And that was a quick watch. So um, yeah, one one other shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Deanna, Madison, and Lamb in my second period AP Bio class. They were the ones who were like, "You got to do Squid Game. You got to talk about theories, and you know they want us to break it down. I don't know how how deep 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 web we're going on these uh, spoilers or anything, but we will." We will talk about it. Um, but, yeah, let me just throw this out there. For those of you who have not watched Squid Game, I think the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of this pod, we're just going to talk about it in general. So we won't spoil anything. We'll try not to. <laughs> try. But then I'll, I'll throw out the warning. Uh, when we start getting into the deep uh, deep cuts of Squid Game, I'll warn you so you can turn it off. But uh, we'll do a little background first. Um, Jennifer, you want to describe Squid Game? And, you know, like a little... One one paragraph summary of Squid sure. Game. Sure, yeah, sure. So it's essentially about a man. His name is Gihan, um, and he's basically really down on his luck. So he's a perpetual gambler. He's lost his job. He's over six hundred thousand dollars in debt, <sighs> and so his life is basically headed nowhere. He's in a deep rut, nowhere out. And then one day, he's approached by Gong Yu of all people. Uh-huh. Um, and he gets slapped 20 times, but then he's given the opportunity to participate in a, a series of games, right? So he's given a card. He decides to go play those games. Um, and I believe the first game is called, wait, should I spoil this? Uh, let's not get into the actual games yet. Okay. So the kids, they're um, playground games, right? They're like kids yeah, games. Yeah, so they're doing Korean children's playground games. And then they realize that the total prize pot for all of this is... Some, somewhere like $45.6 million, right? So it, whoever wins all of these games gets a huge chunk of yeah. cash, basically transform their life. But the problem is, <laughs> if you lose in the game, you will literally die, yeah. right? I think Slight that's problem. with game like 
really differentiates itself from a lot of like normal dramas and normal games because it really goes there it really goes to that darker side like you don't expect them to just kill off people but yeah they do we'll we'll talk about that the netflix effect a little bit on k-dramas we'll talk about that in a second yeah because you know that they would have never been allowed to air this on cable or just in general right this would never have been allowed but i think the fact that it's on netflix that made it yeah less censorship yeah for sure um so it's short it's um nine episodes um about one hour each um let's see so it's kind of like there's been a little bit of talk lately about how it's a little bit of a ripoff like for me it reminds me a little bit of like hunger games or maybe um did you watch alice in borderlands the japanese i did a little bit right a little bit of that where there's kind of like these forces working behind the scenes, some evil but very well-financed um, eye-in-the-sky kind of people. And, you know, PewDiePie also was calling them out for ripping off anime. I don't know, Kaiji or or Liar Game. and then I per- Yeah, I watch Liar Game as well. Is it similar? Is it? It's, they're similar in that it's, um, people desperate for money coming to play games, but liar games less intense, right? You're not shot and killed if you <laughs> lose. So I think that's where the Squid Game really differentiates itself, right? It's a lot more gruesome and ruthless than all of the other ones yeah. combined. I would say. Yeah. Well, Alice in Borderlands pretty ruthless. That... Yeah. Um. But you know, I was talking to someone, and they said the reason they like Squid Game more than Alice in Borderland is that it's more grounded in reality as opposed to Alice in Borderland. You're just magically taken into a dystopian, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Versus Squid Game, technically, could happen. And in yeah, real and life. there was a moment. Well, we won't talk too much about it right now. But there was a moment where they kind of went back and forth from the the game arena back to real life for a minute, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Um. So yeah, let's talk about uh, this this Netflix effect a little bit. I mean, it kind of reminds me of maybe. 20 years ago when there was there were network tv abc cbs nbc maybe fox and they were doing their shows and then hbo and showtime came around and started doing their shows you know and then you had game mm. of thrones or you know entourage these these kind of sitcom or drama one hour dramas and it kind of changed the landscape of american television i think forever you know where it's like they were edgier, they were cussing, there was sex, there was murder, you know, there was all this stuff mm-hmm. that they didn't show mm-hmm. on these broadcasts because the FCC says you can't do it. And I think the same thing's kind of happening to Korea where Netflix is coming in and saying, no, we're going to show, like, in the broadcast, it's so, I think it's kind of funny, but the broadcast will even, like, blur out a knife, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, in a, in a murder scene. No, and then in Squid Game, we literally see someone get stabbed in the throat, which is, like, it's wild. It's a lot more graphic. It's really graphic, yeah. Blood everywhere. <laughs> so They just go for not it. Not for yeah. kids, definitely, you know. Actually- you know what's funny? You mentioned that it's not for kids, right? But I teach seventh graders, <laughs> and I hear my seventh graders talk about Squid Game, which does draw a little bit of alarm. Like, yeah. I would not expect a 12 or 13 year old to be watching squid game right so it's kind of like a double-edged sword right netflix is easily accessible to everyone but then it's like would you want your 12 or 13 year olds watching squid game i don't know. well i have i live with an 11 year old and uh she said yeah her friends are definitely talking about it and i said well 
you're not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll describe sure. it to you. Like, I would not feel. Yeah, but no, I don't think it's really appropriate for, for kids. But um, yeah, it's popular for sure. Um, and so, yeah, Netflix is not just not just pushing the envelope on edginess, but it's also just throwing tons of money at these shows. We we both liked Kingdom, and that was another short one. But it's like they take, you know, the $30 million that they would use on a drama, and instead of spending it on 16 episodes, they spend it on, like, nine episodes and really just go with the production value. Yeah, you, you know what's funny about if the backstory? So the writer of this uh, Squid Game, he actually finished writing this script back in 2009, but he was unable to find, like, a network to air his drama or to buy the drama so it's really funny how likely squid game would have never ever been made if it were not for netflix right we just do not i don't see like a traditional korean broadcasting station yeah there's no way okaying squid game there's right? no way they so could do it's it. really yeah. cool that netflix has allowed for this niche to happen and there's clearly an appetite for it right mm. i think this is going to probably be the start of something where we're going to see a lot more of this squid game-esque style type drama yeah out of korea yeah yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the other podcast, K-Drama Mayazat, was talking about, like, she, one of the, Linda was living in Korea in, what, 2017, 2018? Actually, no, maybe 2019. And she said that, yeah, a few years, not even that long ago, three years ago, you you mentioned Netflix in Korea, and people were like, what? Who? Nef- Net- who? You know, they didn't really know Netflix. But now, in Korea, it is huge, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, they have just really taken over big parts of asia you know they already have america i think netflix is actually the number one streaming platform in south korea yeah so they actually beat like the south korean Mm -hmm. like streaming site so that's pretty interesting makes sense man so yeah there's definitely a netflix effect going on um so i it's a gorgeous i mean gorgeous isn't the right word to use i (laughs) i mean it is really well shot yeah like graphics are really good it it is gorgeous in terms of its graphics maybe not so gorgeous in terms of the gore (laughs) visually and and just yeah they create another world even though like you said they are they are in this world right it's not like a different world but they create a different world um Mm. through their sets and and it's just really you know the colors there's a lot going on there that i think I don't know how deep we want to get into interpreting the colors and the designs and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, it is, it is, it does feel like a different world, but it is firmly rooted in reality, but they've created kind of a different reality and it's, it's interesting. With its own hierarchy as well yeah. in that reality. So it seems like they're really, really hierarchical rules based. And I think the music does a lot to add to the ambiance. Mm-hmm of that new world like the music is just creepy yeah it's not like an ost kind of music no but it's a soundtrack yeah i kind of like the music yeah it gives me like it kind of it makes me feel it's very creepy that's yeah. how i would describe well it, it makes you feel it right there's definitely yeah, you feel a lot creepy. watching this because yeah i was binging it over the weekend and yeah i was watching a little bit late at night and it's kind of <laughs> a little creepy yeah for sure you're like oh but um, uh, the cast is not, you know, they've all done stuff, except for the, the woman, the model. She hasn't done anything before. This was her first project. Yeah, so she's she's really just interesting to look at, and she's great. I mean, her facial expressions were great, I thought. Um, but the guys, um, I don't know any of them. 
Um, really? So I think the lead, Lee Jung-jae, it was actually his production studio that mm. produced Squid Game. And he's actually a really popular movie actor in Korea. Oh, like a, Korea. more movies. Yeah. And then the other dude, Sang-woo, he was in Prison Playbook. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you watched that. Yeah, so he looked totally different in Prison Playbook. I didn't know it was him until I, w- I went on Wikipedia, and I was like, what? Mm. This is the Prison Playbook guy? And I recognize the, the cop guy. I don't remember his name. The little brother. He's been in other dramas in supporting roles. Yeah, he was in uh, Romance is a Bowden's Book. That was the one thing I did recognize him from. Mm. He was second lead in that. But none of them are huge stars, you know, except for Gong Yu. And a guy at the end, we won't spoil it, but there is... I think the lead is a huge... I think the Lee Jung-jae, he is, he's a star okay. in South Korea. Okay, just not I, in dramas. I think some people will get offended when Okay, but for mo- Yeah, actually, I did look up his, his list. He has a lot of movies. Has- yeah, so he is definitely a big name okay, in South okay. Korea. I, I think as, like, Americans, we don't really know him at all. Right. But in South Korea, he's a big deal. Okay, okay. But really well acted. I mean, I thought it was very... Mm-hmm. very well not weak at all and there was no weak links like the people who were supposed to be annoying were really annoying you know it's funny because the weakest links were actually like the non-korean actors uh. it was it was when they brought in the english-speaking people of course with, yeah those were actually the cringiest actors yeah so that just shows you how well everyone was acting right <laughs> it's like it didn't feel out of place and cringy until those English speakers came in. But yeah, I mean, even within a few episodes, you already start to hate certain people and you start to really root for other people. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do, you know, to establish. And they and they did it in a very subtle way. It wasn't over, you know, in your face, kind of let me give you all the backstory on this person. They're just like little, little couple flashbacks here and there. A little insights I into think there life. was very clear underdog story with our main lead, which mm-hmm. gives you a lot to root for. Like, he's such a loser yeah. in the beginning, and his life is literally at rock bottom. So we're like, wow, this is our protagonist? Yeah. This is it? Yeah. Right? And you realize he's got nowhere to go. Like, all these people had nowhere else to go. Even if yeah. they thought they might for a minute, they realized, I really don't have anywhere else I can go. And I think, I don't want to spoil too much, but someone was saying it's like, well, this hell is better than the hell out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was that was an actual line, right? That was... I believe so. Yeah. And I think that was really poignant, right? The fact that you would rather just risk your life yeah, than go live in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it, I guess. All right. Well, I think that's about the end of it. That's as far as we can go. <laughs> Without spoiling. without spoiling it. So those of you who have not watched it yet, um, go watch it. Pause this right here. I don't know what minute we are, but pause this here. Uh, I'm going to play a little music here. <laughs> we'll, we'll play a little song. <laughs> when the song is over, you better have gone away because we're going to spoil some stuff for you because we're going to talk some theories and really talk some of the episodes with you. So go away, <laughs> and but come back when you after you watched it. All right? Okay, so everyone here has watched it already, right? Uh, unless you like spoilers. Some people, like my daughter, likes spoilers. So 
<laughs> I, me, you know what? Me too. Sometimes I'll just la- watch the last episode of something. <laughs> like I will just go to the last episode and be like, okay. We'll go straight to, <laughs> so straight to j- drama beans and read. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like that's exactly what I do. And it doesn't really detract the way. Actually, it makes me like decide if I'm wasting my time. No, I've done or that. If I uh, no, I think probably anyone who's watched K-dramas, <laughs> you know, you, you get three episodes in, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is worth another 10 hours. Yeah, of my life. before yeah. you invest another, what, 13 hours? You got to know. <laughs> Half a day. Yeah. All right. So, um, so yeah, I think this, this drama really paints a good picture of how low you can get in life. You know, the main character, Gian, is uh, divorced, has his wife has his kid and remarried to someone who's successful. Uh, he's got gambling debts. He wins, but then he gets he loses the money. Do you n- want to know the exact amount he won? Oh, oh, oh no! It was, at the racetrack, he won like no. At the racetrack, guess how much he won? It's like four thousand bucks or something. Four thousand five hundred sixty bucks. Oh. Does that number sound familiar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like his number, right? And then his number is four five six, and the jackpot prize jackpot prize is forty five point six million. So we see that number occur mm. again and again and again. And I don't remember the exact translation, but apparently in Korean, that's like an auspicious number. Four five six. Like yeah, four five six. That's like. A number for like you're gonna turn a new tide, something good is gonna happen uh, to you, etc. Right? So it's like every single number is kind of symbolic. All right, good, good knowledge, Jennifer. Um, and I didn't come up with that; I got that from a video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that original. Well, and that shows that um, that's how many people there were because he was the last one to sign on. Um, mm-hmm. So you meet the mysterious Gong Yu in the subway, and you play a little game, and he he wants some money off of Gong Yu. Like if you. If you lose, you get slapped in the face. If you win, you get ten thousand won or something like that. A hundred dollars, a hundred USD. Yeah, yeah, basically hundred US bucks. So he wins a couple times, but then Gong Yu goes, "Well, this is just nothing. If you really want to make money, you got to go to the big game." And he gives him a card. It has a phone number on it, and then what you call it, and then they say, "Stand out by the curb." <laughs> And the van pull a minivan. <laughs> it's like it looks like I know. It's like it is so sketchy. It looks like my minivan. Uh, so a minivan yeah. pulls up, and you get in, and then they gas you, so you don't know where you're going. Then you end up on this weird island, um, and you wake up in a bunk bed with 455 other people. Mm-hmm. And then they go, "Okay, it's game time." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, how hard could this be?" So you go out in the in the big play play yard. And there's this creepy doll, <laughs> and it's the red light, green light. You've probably—that's probably the iconic image of this show—is the red light, mm-hmm. green light doll. That little girl. Yeah, and she's singing this song, and I guess it's a common playground song. And then she, every time she turns around, you have to freeze, and people are like just running. You know, that scene threw me off. I was like, I do not believe this many people should die, right? It's like after you see those two people die, you should realize that you need a freeze. That scene was like, how realistic is this really? I was watching this with my cousin, and he was saying how he was like, okay, realistically, only 50 people should die here. (laughs) Not 200, right? Because it's like, 
after a certain point, you know you got to freeze and you got to do what you got to do. Well, I guess the panic set in and they all tried to run out and then they all just got gunned down by robo, <laughs> robo snipers. And and I guess that's when things really got real. And they're yeah. like, oh, snap. Yeah. And so I, th- I think, what did we lose? Like 200 people in that first round? Yeah, we lost half <laughs> of the 450. It was insanity. They, were, they filled their prize pot to 22.5 million yeah. by the end of the first game. But then they get the option. They go, oh, what about rule number three, which says that if enough people want to quit, you can quit. And mm-hmm. so everyone votes, and it comes down to the last You know what's guy. funny, though? It was Song Wu who initiated the vote. Yeah. But then in the end, he actually was one of the people who voted to stay, right? After he saw how much the prize pot was. Yeah, I wonder what that was all about. No, when he saw the twenty two point five million, the cash. that's when he knew because he's over six mil in debt. I think he thought it was game over for him. But when he saw that prize pot, he realized oh. like his entire life could be turned around. So he pushed the green button. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about number one? Uh, let's because let's save him for the deciding. end. Let's save him for okay. the end. So the the they go backwards order. So they all vote, and then the first guy, number zero zero one, the old guy. Um, do you remember his name? Oh, Il? Il Nam. Oh, Il Nam. Il Nam. It actually means one, I think. Number one man, I think, or something like that. Yeah, number one man, something yeah. like that. So he, he ends up voting to end it. Yeah. And he was the deciding vote, and people go back. They go, fine. Everyone gets gassed again. <laughs> they get dumped on the street, and they get to go back to their lives, and they realize, man, my life is garbage. <laughs> so, mm. And he finds out his mom is, needs a surgery now, and so he's even more and you know desperate. And so then they slip him another card and say, hey, if you change your mind, come on back. And what was it? Most of, out of out of the 200, something 187 came back or something like that. It was like a 94% yeah. return rate. It was really, really high. Yeah. So almost everyone comes back and they're like, ha we're back. <laughs> I think that's even more impactful though, because they're there on their own free will yeah. at this point, right? Because in the first game, we could kind of give them were, some leniency. They tricked a little bit. Because they didn't really know what they were walking into, right? But the second time, they know full well what will potentially happen. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that takes a little bit of the guilt out of it for the organizers, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, you had a chance, you, but you came back, so clearly it's on you at this point, because you know you Yeah, can- and I don't know, can I talk about a bit of the foreshadowing that happened in between? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, So... What was interesting is that, do you remember Gihan, he he bet on his mother's name that he would not come after Sebyuk when he when she was going to help him release her, release him from the rope. He was like, I'll bet on my mother oh, that I'm not yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. after you and harass you. Yeah. And then later his mother passes away. And then during that time, Sebyuk also goes to threaten like the dude that was going to help bring his her parents from North Korea with a knife. Right. And later she also gets stabbed in the uh, neck with a knife. And then the gangster guy, remember he jumps off a bridge. Right. And later he, the crazy he falls woman off the bridge, yeah. falls off the bridge yeah. with him. And then um, Sang-woo was going to commit suicide, right? Yeah, he's in the bathtub. And then later on he actually does commit suicide. In a suit. Yeah. yeah. And then Ali, poor Ali, oh my God. Uh, 
Um, he ran away with someone's money, right? Yeah. So he stole the money from a guy, and later Jeez. he ends up dying because he uh, Sangwoo stole from him. So it's like the whole drama foreshadows the characters' deaths already, which I thought was really interesting. Like the everything is already foreshadowed, right? It's like yeah. we we're gonna foreshadow Gihan winning, right? With the yeah. four five four thousand five hundred. Uh, five hundred sixty dollars, etc. He's gonna win the forty-five point six um, prize pot, etc. Yeah, and they even, they, you know, they even had the pictures of the games on the wall. I know I didn't that was that. so crazy. No, I, you know, what's funny. I didn't know until I went on Reddit and someone made that comment, and I was like, no. And I had to go back and rewatch some yeah. of it, and it was, it was one hundred percent correct. That's crazy, right? Because they were literally killing each other to find and out the to game. Figure out. Yeah what the games were when it was literally staring them in the face the whole time well they had the bunk beds all stacked up there i think so you didn't really see it and then once no but what about once they move some of the yeah. beds outright yeah no one i'm shocked that they didn't in- integrate that into the plot yeah at one point someone's gonna look up and say hey wait a minute the next one's tug yeah. of war <laughs> yeah i'm like hold up so we have uh we have kind of a side plot going on we have this cop um oh. and he he follows Gihan uh, back the second time when they go back the second time he follows along it's super obvious that he's following them right because they're on a deserted mm-hmm. road but anyway he follows them and somehow he he hijacks he, he jacks up one of the guards and throws him in the water and he takes his uniform and the guards are masked so you don't see their face and they only have numbers and so he he takes his uniform and he kind of pretends to be one of the guards for a couple days but his whole reason is because his brother disappeared five years ago or something like that. No, it was apparently his brother disappeared recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that is the strange part where his brother was, I guess, living as like a poor student for the uh, longest time. And then he just randomly disappeared recently. But I thought he I won in correctly. 2015 or something. He, That's the part that doesn't really make sense to me. Because if he won, shouldn't he just be living an extravagant life right now? Yeah. Okay. Why is he going back? All right. And why was listeners he out like there? If you have student? an answer for us, like because that it was 2015 or 2016, right? One of those years. He won then, but he continued living as like a poor student. So just and recently, yet, remember? Yeah, remember? Um, the cop even had to pay for his brother's like Goshiwan, like oh. the study room. Huh. So none of that makes sense to me. I would like more clarity or theories All on right. that one. So yeah, listeners out there, give us your theories on that one. So anyway, so this guy is running around posing as a guard and he's getting his own there's a kind of this old whole nother side hustle going on where people are selling organs and he's involved in that. i know so it's just super shady stuff going on and he's he's trying to figure stuff out piece by piece too but it and it makes you realize that the guards are actually prisoners too they don't seem to be living free themselves they seem to have mm. a lot of restrictions placed on them as well so it makes you wonder who are they you know and they don't and tell it looks you. like a lot of them were young men yeah that's so it's like i'm wondering were these young men in the same situation yeah. as um a lot of the contestants right which is a really yeah. interesting and you don't really find out you know some of the managers have a little bit of power but they still don't seem like they can just go, leave, come and go when they want to they have to follow the regime yeah, 100%. So there's that side story going on. And then we have a couple more games. Um, the Dalgona game where they get the carve out of the sugar. Um, and that one um, gets another 50 people out or something like that. 
And then uh, we get game three, which is the tug of war, which is going to eliminate half of the people. And um, that was pretty clever. I thought that that scene was one of the more clever scenes where the old man actually ends up being the key, even though no one wanted him on the team. Mm-hmm. He ends up being the key, and we may know why. Well, technically, they were going to die if it were not for Sangwoo. So the old man's strategy worked. For a minute. For, like, yeah. for a minute, right? Yeah. But eventually, they were going to all die again if it were yeah. not for Sangwoo's, like, all right, everyone, we just got to yeah. let go and run up. Yeah. And it worked. Physically, I don't know if that works, but. <laughs> yeah, but it was still. I, that was one of the more fun games yeah. for me to watch, personally. Yeah, and then we get game four. Game four is the Marvel oh game, God. the most brutal, where they say, hey, uh, find a partner, right? And of course, you're going to find someone you trust and you luck. And you like, yeah. right? So you partner up with someone. So we have a husband and his wife partnering up. Oh, my gosh. We have friends partnering up. And and Kian. Ali and Songwoo partnering yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> Ali. Because Ali totally trusted him. And then you have Gian and, and 001. Mm-hmm. Yilnam partnering up. And he doesn't want to, really. But he, he feels bad for him. So he's like, I'll partner up with you. And then Sebyuk. Do you remember the girl with Sebyuk? Yeah, I liked her. I forgot her name, though. Yeah, she just said it at the end. She goes, my name is this. But she was kind of mysterious yeah. and kind of kind of sassy. But you kind of liked her. I liked her right away, you know, like as soon as they were like, oh, why'd you pick me? You know, and and remember when she said, I like if you're my partner, I guarantee you will win. She said that? I guarantee you'll win. Yeah. Oh. So she said that before because Sebyuk was like, why should I be your partner? And she said to her. I guarantee you will win if you partner with me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and so when she said that and then the game began, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was a, the most heart-wrenching one where they basically have to battle each other. So they go, oh, upon your partner. And they go, oh, joke's on you. One of you's going to get killed out of this. Mm-hmm. The husband and wife one, that would have been brutal. And then so you have Sungwoo tricking Ali. And then you have uh, Gian, um actually lost, I think. But then the old man was like, oh, what did I say? Did I say even or did I say odd? He faked that he had a dementia episode, yeah. I think. So he kind of let him win at the end there in a way. Uh-huh. And then, you know, as, as Gian's walking away, they close the gate and you hear a gunshot and you think that he's goners. Um, same thing. So you have half the group gone there again. So it's getting cut down in half every time. Uh, and then right at, uh, at game, was it game four also where you have the VIPs flying and you mentioned them a little bit already. So these are the rich people, the gold masks. (laughs) They're so cringy. Their acting was so cringy. I guess that was on purpose to an extent as well. It was so over the top. Yeah. And you know, one of them one of them was Chinese. They had a Chinese guy. He said some stuff in Mandarin. Yeah, and I think was there also like a Japanese guy, someone from like was it Germany? Yeah, maybe. But yeah, and and the theory there's a theory of bouncing around that maybe those guys actually represent us, right? As the Netflix audience out there. Oh. Where we're you know, we're entertained by the death of these people and we're watching you know, we're watchers. 
There's also the theory for spinoffs from different countries because remember one of the VIP said, oh, but South Korea's games are the most interesting. Uh, so that's to imply that other countries also have their own Squid Games happening. So it would be really interesting to see, like, is each country going to come uh, up with their own imp- interpretation of Squid Game now that the South Korean Squid Game is so popular? Yeah, maybe. Because there would be space for that spinoff. Oh, sure. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could do this forever, I guess. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, and I bet you they would get a lot of yeah. views. Yeah. And so we don't really know who they are, but at the end, okay, so here's the hugest spoiler of all, right? So we find out, well, actually, let's save this one for the end end. Let's get through the five games first. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, Okay, so game five, I thought was a letdown. I think game five and six were letdowns for me. I thought game five was too savage. And it was just it was all luck. There wasn't any skill involved. Yeah. There wasn't strategy. So okay, people theorized that why didn't they everyone just take off their shoes and throw? Oh yeah, right. It's like as as a way to um, test it, test the glass. And it's you know what was really funny though. Um, you know how they had to pick their position in line, yeah. and our main character was about to be number one. Yeah. But then this one guy says, I've never been number one in my life. I've never taken charge. <laughs> and so the one time he does that, it's literally the worst, worst choice ever. Yeah. I just found it to be too ruthless. Like, realistically, there's not really a way for you to survive unless you're really at the very end. I just yeah. thought there should have been a better way a so that more years. people. Yeah. yeah, like, it just didn't make sense that so many people would have to die. Like, I'd rather they have more games than yeah. do it like that. But I guess they have to get the main characters into and it's, the it's, last game on their and own. And it's not really a kid's game either. It's just kind of, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I It wasn't, I mean, it was tense, but... Again, it's just all luck. It's just like, <laughs> or savageness. You just push someone, but other than that, yeah. How are you gonna figure? So anyway, so that happens, and there's a big explosion, and, and our girl, um, I, oh, number sixty-seven. This makes me so mad. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. Yeah. But I guess they really wanted this showdown yeah. between the two guys. They did our girl so dirty. They did her bad. Yeah. So she got stabbed by glass and so she's bleeding to death and then Song Woo just makes sure she dies. She's gonna die anyway, but I know. He stabs her in the neck and then it's like Yeah, so she's goners. Kind of a lame way to go. Yeah, that's what I thought too, because her character was so cool. Yeah. That and just well written that I felt like they didn't do her death any justice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have liked her to die maybe sacrificing herself for someone. Yeah, or figuring something out. Or Yeah, like, but the way she died was super lame. Really lame. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I got stabbed. Now I'm bleeding to death. Oh, no. And Take then care now of my brother. I got stabbed in yeah, the neck. Yeah, blah. it was so lame. that It just didn't make any sense. And I felt like she was the one who deserved to win, right? She was the, clearly the one yeah, who she had good motives. deserves to win the most, right? Yeah. But then they just give her the worst death because i guess it has to be a showdown between yeah. Pihan and sangwoo all right so <laughs> the sixth game also also kind of lame because they bring up the whole here's the title of the show right squid game so now we're gonna play a squid game and guess what it's just gonna be a fight <laughs> that was, i know what, <laughs> what was that even that was so it's like here's the rules lame. of the game you gotta hop on one foot all this and then oh let's just fight and stab each other you know i'll be honest with you i still don't know what the rules of the game are yeah they explained it in the first episode but i found it so confusing and complex like i was like huh i don't understand it like 
if you're gonna name your whole show over something, it should be more something that people. Well, maybe epic? people in Korea know, but yeah, maybe it's a cultural misconnect. Like maybe we just don't understand it because we never played it. Yeah. it. It doesn't have any significance to us. It right? Maybe yeah. it would be our hopscotch. So I mean, is it a physical game? Is it a game of wits? You know, it seems more like a physical game, but we never really find out because they play like for two seconds and then they just start fighting and then. <laughs> It's just like, okay, let's just stab each other. It turned into like a wrestling match, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's a slug fight, and it's a knife fight, and it doesn't go well for Song Woo, even though everyone comes out there pretty bad. Also, the way he, he was going to, like, kill Gihan, and then one minute later, he just completely does a 180. Lies on the ground and stabs himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can you... I don't understand that. How was he so ruthless, right? He was... He did... He was the one who did all the bad stuff, right? Yeah. He was the one who lied to Ali. He's the one who pushed that one guy off the bridge. Yeah. Like, he was willing to do anything to win. And then towards the very end, he just has a complete different changing character. I, don't, I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. And and our guy, Gion, um was willing to give up the game. He was like, if we just both agree to stop this, we'll just walk away from here. I don't agree with that either at that because point. at this point, too many people have already died. You, it's all—it's either all or nothing at that point. Yeah. I think if you've gotten to the point where you're the last two people remaining, one of you has to. Win. You've already seen too much. You, you, yeah, exactly. You're not recovering from this. Yeah, like <laughs> there's no going back from here. Yeah. Okay, so you might as well be forty-five point six million dollars richer. Yeah, you have blood on it's your like, hands, right? Yeah. I would rather have forty-five million dollars and be miserable. Then be six hundred thousand dollars in debt and be miserable. It's still miserable. If I had to pick one, you know, if I had to pick, one, I feel like at that point there is no return. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So anyway, it's so kind of a weird, not weird, kind of weak ending at that point. But then, bum bum mm-hmm. bum, the big reveal. So Gian gets the millions of bucks, takes out ten bucks, and uh, <laughs> and that's about it. You know, just kind of sits in his home as a hobo. Let's his let's his life just kind of keep spinning. Um. So, but he's a millionaire. You know, what, do you understand that the fact that he didn't touch the money? It, I guess it's blood money, right? He doesn't believe he yeah. deserves it. He doesn't believe it should be used, right? I don't know, man. But I was, I was thinking, at least get the kid out of the orphanage. Come on, man. <laughs> Which he does a year later. <laughs> I I know. How could he sit around as a bum for a year with forty five? I just don't understand that. Like, yeah. I just I feel like that was more symbolic yeah. than realistic. Like take a week, take a month. <laughs> also, can I complain about he how he did Ollie so dirty? Why didn't he give any money to Ollie's family? Uh, I guess I guess Ali was closer to Song Woo than. But dude, Ollie literally saved his life oh, in that's, Red Light. Yeah, Game. that's like, right. That's right. Do you not? I'm yeah. like, Gihan wouldn't even be. Well, here I don't know if he could even find him because they they were supposed to run away, right? They uh, well, anyway. But yeah, you're right. He has $45.6 million. He can locate Ollie's family. Okay. <laughs> send, <laughs> I'm so upset for Ollie. Send them a check. Send them, a, send them something, man. No, they deserve <laughs> so much money. They deserve, they deserve 25% of it, in my At opinion. Least, yeah, because he'd be dead. Otherwise. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so fun, after a year, he finally takes care of Sangwoo's mom, who I don't know how she stayed in business because the the shop would have been sold by no she do you notice she switched to another business she was no longer a fish stall right she could no longer afford Uh, it so now she was just like a side like fruit stall you're right you're right okay so so he finally bails her out a suitcase full of cash dumps the kid on her so sabiak's brother right he finally gets sabiak's brother out of the orphanage and i guess i guess it's kind of 
it makes sense, right? So one of them lost their sister, one of them lost their son, yeah. and now they can be their own family. I guess. But it's kind of... <laughs> I I mean, I, I raise kids, right, for a living right now, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of a big responsibility just to dump on someone, <laughs> even with money. Well, she lost her son, and no, so I think for her, it makes sense, right? It's her thing. It's yeah. a chance to start anew. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she she seemed like she liked to be a mom, so. Yeah, absolutely. She is still 70, though. I, yeah. But you know what? The kid will have $45 million. He will be A-OK. Uh, yeah, hire a nanny. Yeah. So, she no longer has to sell fruit. So then after a year, uh, Hyun just comes out of his house and gets called to the bank. And he's like, is there a problem? They're like, why don't you use any of the money? And then... Um, then he gets a weird card, right? The Squid Game card again from the flower vendor. So, oh yeah, gets the card and says, "Meet me on this this floor, you know, the seventeenth floor on this day, this time." And so he goes up to this mysterious thing, and he sees the old man zero zero one oh Il Nam number one man <laughs> on his deathbed. This time for sure on his deathbed with oxygen. Yeah. But no doctors or friends or anything, just a dude in a bed. And so it makes you realize, man, this old guy was pulling the strings the whole time. So what what are your thoughts on that? How did you feel about his reasoning for putting on the games? So if I remember correctly, he was saying how... um, when you're super rich and when you're super poor, the struggles are the same, right? You can no longer really enjoy... Your day-to-day life. I guess. I wouldn't know, but... Uh. Yeah, I, we wouldn't know, right? But how did you feel like... Th- does that resonate with you at all? Where the reason he put on the games is so he could escape his own boredom? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, come on, man. Just buy a yacht or something. Or. <laughs> but he was saying how those things would no longer bring him any joy, right? He needed to feel like there was some... St- I guess that's why Squid Game is so ruthless, right? They need to feel like there's some kind of stake in it. Yeah. And I guess the contestants become kind of like their, the animals, the, the cattle are, that they're yeah, betting on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, Like the horses, the horses that they're betting on, right? Because yeah. the VIPs were betting on who would win. And he did say that, yeah, we found other people who felt the same way. And so they pitched in. So they just this elaborate. And, and the, the cop that we didn't talk about that much, but he found the archives and it goes back to 99, right? So it goes back 20 mm-hmm. years, 22 years. So it's been going on secretly for a while, which I think is kind of kind of far-fetched that no one would catch on to this at this point, you know, call the cops or, you know, get on TV and say, hey, this thing's going on. But would anyone believe that, right? Remember yeah. when Gihan went to the police station? They laughed him out like he was crazy. That's true. And they, and they don't know the location. Yeah. Because you literally know nothing. So yeah. the cop would have been the perfect whistleblower, but he got killed too. Yeah, yeah he tried. Oh, cell service, man. I, I felt like his character was kind of a waste. I thought his plot line would go somewhere. It was going somewhere, and then he just died. And I was like, are you serious? Well, let's go, let's go into theories here. Is he dead? Did you see his body? That, that's the thing, right? You, we can never really <laughs> confirm. I have a feeling they're going to bring him back somehow because the way he died was too sudden. Like, yeah. he was set up to do something epic. Yeah. And then suddenly they just killed him off. That doesn't make 100% sense. Anytime you fall in water, too, there's always a chance, right? <laughs> exactly. You 
No, look, look at what they did with Il Nam, right? We right. did it. We heard the gunshot, but we didn't see his body. Yeah. And so until you see a bloody dead body yeah. <laughs> getting cremated, you cannot even be sure they're dead. Yeah, people wanted Ali to be alive, but he was in the box, right? He was. <laughs> I'm unfortunate as much as I'm on Team Ali, but I actually do think he's dead, he's unfortunately. Gone, right? yeah. yeah. But the other theory is so it turns out that the front man, the mysterious front man, uh, he's the guy from Mr. Sunshine. Lee Byung Hyun? Yeah. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He speaks English really well. Um, you know, the moment I heard the English, I knew it was he him. He was him. Yeah, he's got... <laughs> His English is very talented. Like, he's been in a couple of Hollywood right. films as well, and that's basically his voice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good English, but there's a slight accent, yeah. I have a feeling he's going to be a main character if season two... Oh, yeah. He's going to be the main season two he's character. Gotta, he's got to pull the strings now, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we reveal him, and it turns out he's the cop's brother, and he was a former winner. So it sounds like maybe the former winners get kind of involved, maybe, in a way. Is this like the Hunger Games where you bring back all the winners? Maybe. Yeah, and you get... That would be interesting season two, right? You get elite status, yeah. Yeah. And then we play even more intense games. Yeah, and you're pulling the strings this time. Yeah. So there's that story. And then, so here's... You ready for ultimate theory number six or whatever? Go for it. Maybe they're all related. So Ilnam's the dad. Huh? Right? Okay. So we don't ever meet Gian's dad, but there is a that wouldn't make Gian would know his dad. Oh wait, are you saying he was raised by a single mom? Yeah, and there was oh. a uh, there was a scene. So here's the milk scene. So there's a milk scene where he's like, "Oh, can I have chocolate milk? I can't drink milk." And the old man goes, "I bet you're beat a lot as a kid." And he's like, oh, "Yeah, how'd you know?" And he goes, "Yeah, because my kid did the same thing. And I beat him up." <laughs> Oh yeah, remember that? I didn't even remember that. And at the in the marble scene, they're like, "Oh, this reminds me of my little alley that I grew up in." And Gian's like, "Yeah, me too." Strangely, huh? Hmm. Huh? So mm. maybe he's related to. And Il Nam was poor to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And so he recreated like all the childhood games, kind of to reminisce, I think, yeah. too. But maybe he's related to the front man and the cop as well. Maybe. Somehow. Me, I don't know how strongly <laughs> I believe in this theory. I don't either. But um, but that'd be interesting, right? That'd be interesting. Yeah. That they're actually related. Um. So yeah, I don't know any other any other crazy. Yeah, let's talk about um Gihan's red hair. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean to you? I think that one's interesting. I was watching an analysis video yesterday. And they were saying how, um, remember all of the guards are in red and pink-ish? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that his hair is red yeah. means he's now going to try to maybe infiltrate. Yeah, he switched sides. And turn into one of the guards. You know, that's another thing I didn't understand. I thought the guard would actually try to help Gihan. Uh, but he never did. Oh, you mean the the, the cop? The cop would, yeah, I thought the cop would try to help Gihan. Yeah. Because he knew him. Like, he got there because of Gihan. Because so he I talked he to him would, once. He's like, hey, have you, yeah. yeah. All they did was say one thing to each other, and that was it. But I was shocked that they didn't get more help from yeah, him. Yeah, I was waiting for an alliance somehow there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so who are these guards, man? I, I don't know. You know what my theory is? I think they're North Korean defectors. Ooh. Because that would make the most sense, right? It's like where they have to do it 
Yeah. No other choice, etc. Yeah. So maybe we're in an island off of North Korea. <laughs> oh, well, that would be interesting. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Because they had the Chinese smugglers were doing the organs. So that Wait, were they Chinese? The, uh, they were saying, they were talking about how the people buying the organs. Oh, they were Chinese, they were Chinese yeah. So the boat was from China. Um, and the front man actually said, I don't even care if you sell them or not. Just you know, just make the games but fair. But they were, they were messing with the equality of the game. Which is kind of weird because... Also, why was the front man even need to be the front man? Why didn't he just go live his life with all the money he wants? Yeah, maybe he's just sick. You know, in the head, he's just kind of a sick dude. Likes it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he's like an ill nom now. Yeah, I mean, he has his own mask, right? He's got his own kind of, you know, secret identity. Um. So, yeah, pretty clearly it sounds like we're going to have a season two. Um. I don't know what that would be like. It's sort of like the the last part of the Hunger Games trilogy, right? Where it's like it's kind of more crazy. Take down the man. I I have a feeling it's going to be a take down the man esque. Yeah, because maybe there's a man behind the man. You know, it, maybe Il Nam was not the number one man. Maybe there's another. Oh, a man behind Il Nam. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because someone's got to take mean, over, right? There's still really a lot of rich people funding it, right? Yeah. There's like billionaires all around the world who are funding it so really where does it end yeah but they they don't get anything out of it right they just there's like there's, is there like wagers they gamble they, make they gamble it's like horse race it's horse racing think about it yeah. remember gihan bet on horses they bet on humans right but yeah. to that both of them it's just a game yeah but are they making money on it you think i guess maybe they televise it or something do the billionaires need to make money yeah. on it Right. Typically, like, do you need if you're a billionaire? Do you need to make money from this? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, let me tell you, Jennifer, as a billionaire myself, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I don't even have forty five point six million dollars. Unfortunately, <laughs> I might be a contestant. You don't know. You might see me on that show. Oh my goodness! Um, no, that's. Do you think anything like Squid Game exists in reality today? Would we be shocked? Well, I mean, not. Not you know, as extreme, but, you know, UFC is kind of, you know, these guys are beating their brains out for cash in a way and fame. Like, and, like, it reminds me of, like, those underground fight clubs. Fight clubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just so cruel. I mean, there's, like, you know, everyone gets mad about dog fighting or chicken fighting or something like that. But there's something about seeing humans beat each other up. Like, you know, when you're at school and there's a fight, it's just, it's a weird... It's a weird sensation when the kids just go freaking crazy, man. When there's mm-hmm. like a fight in the courtyard and everyone's just going, ooh. But I feel like it resonated with a lot of people in a similar way where Parasite resonated with a lot of people because it really paints the picture of like in- income inequality and how some people genuinely have no way out, right? So for the, all the contestants who participated in Squid Game, they really had no realistic way of paying off their debt. Yeah. Like they were actually just going to be in debt essentially forever right like that's why song Wu was going to kill himself he owed over yeah. six million he was and gihan even said right it's like you're smart you can figure out your way out of this he's like how am i going to figure my way out of paying off six million dollars yeah yeah it's 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 a cautionary tale right <laughs> there was like some mm-hmm. some kind of like hey man and you can even argue that the creators of squid game think they're doing something great for like these poor people right they're offering them an out 
Yeah. Like, obviously not everyone, but they're saying if you're worthy, if you're the winner, then you can change your life. Yeah. And and if you think about it, society does not offer that. So they're offering a service that society does not. <laughs> and, you know, this is the thing with gambling, right? Is that they make you think that you can win. You know, they make you think that you're smart enough or that you can beat the system just mm-hmm. enough to, to win. And so, yeah, these games are all pretty easy. You know, they're not, not too hard. So you can do it. Yeah, but if you do the math, yeah. it's always in the it's always favors the house the house always over the wins. long run the house always wins. yeah one or two people can win but not on the long run <laughs> the house always wins in the long run 455 of you not gonna win you know what's funny i wonder did the people know that eventually there could only be one winner you would think right like like but that was, no one ever explicitly asked that question and in, and the way they framed the game in me, it made it seem like, oh, as long as you just passed all six games, yeah. you could win, right? Yeah. The way it was framed. But realistically, only one person could have walked away. Yeah, it's interesting, though. But if if you watch the montage of the actual Squid Game in the beginning, it was a team, right? It was teams winning. So maybe there would have been a chance if there were three of them. But the... I guess there was technically no limit in the bridge one of how many people could survive, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, and then with Squid Game, right? The reason they, I guess it was one, it was just one v one, right? It was offense versus defense, yeah. so it made it seem like only one person could win. But if there were four contestants in the end, maybe one team would have won, right? Yeah. The offense would yeah. have won, or the defense would have won. I think there had to be scenarios where there's not just two people. Yeah, there had to be scenarios. Cause... That would be. Int- I think that's good for season two, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because it didn't make it sound like teamwork was going to be a thing mm-hmm. until the the bridge game. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge game was something else. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of the bridge game. Not a fan of the you know, or the Marvel game. Marvel game was sad. I felt like the bridge game was the most unfair of all the games. It's just I thought it was the least interesting because the only way to win is to be last. <laughs> there was really not any secret strategy. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe the glass guy at the end who could see the light, but then even then they ruined that, right? They were yeah. like, let's turn off the it's lights. R- I'm like, that's so unfair. Rigged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, that was a fun one. You, overall, you watched it. What would you get out of 10 stars? What would you give it? Out of 10? Yeah. I would get, I, I think I'm going to get some hate for this. I would give it an eight. It's, it's not the best thing I've ever watched, but it definitely kept me at the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I might be a little higher, eight and a half. It, yeah. It's not the perfect drama. You know, we pointed out a couple of things we didn't love about it. But, uh, yeah, for entertainment, for getting your, your adrenaline going a little bit, your heart yeah. pumping a little bit, um, it's fun. You know, the characters are great. I think the acting was great. And I think it will do for Korean dramas what Gangnam Style did for K-pop. Okay. Like, it's going to be that one runaway hit, and now more people are going to be interested in it. Yeah. I mean, it's number one on Netflix, and it looks like it may... So, definitely the highest rated Korean drama ever, but it may... I'm so surprised. It's number one in the U.S. When I saw that, I was like, am I seeing this correctly? A Korean drama is number one in Netflix U.S. I think we've seen it. Some things break the top ten before. Sweet Home, I think, hit number Um, four. But... I never expected a Korean drama to hit number one. I was like, huh? But I think they're saying that it may it may go on to be the top watched drama ever. No, yeah, ever on the streaming platform. Yeah. I think that's a huge accomplishment. That's really that's a big deal. Yeah. Because yeah, that just just highlights the quality coming out of South Korea. 
which I think is much deserved. Like I think their production quality, their writing has yeah. been like top notch for compared to most countries for a long time, and now they're finally getting like a lot of the recognition. Yeah, that they deserve. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, now when I watch an, an American or British show, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't watch them anymore because yeah. the acting and writing are not. The writing is really not good. It has been good opinion. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, maybe it's just kind of diluted because there's so many producers now, where. um you know, I don't know, like your your average show on ABC or, or one of these big networks, it's not that compelling, but the stuff coming out of South Korea has been so good now. Um, For sure. And I don't mind, I don't mind looking at beautiful Asians or, you know, like <laughs> seeing, um, seeing some black hair on the screen doesn't bother me a bit. I know. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I don't even mind reading subs anymore. I think for a lot of people, the biggest downside is reading subs. But once you get used to it. Yeah, and you have to it's like kind of just something you have. Have you ever watched an English dub? You know, Netflix has I, that. I I don't I because do it. it's so cringe. I cannot do it. <laughs> it ruins the. I feel like it ruins the ambiance of the drama for yeah, me. Yeah, no, I'd rather read. I definitely rather. Yeah, read. <laughs> I'm the same with anime. I refuse to dub. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because it never matches up. All right, folks. Well, that is our quick hit. It actually came out to be almost an hour, but uh, oh my god, it's supposed to be half an hour. <laughs> mini pod uh well you know it's more spontaneous pod not necessarily mini yeah. i guess unfiltered unfiltered a little bit yeah. more maybe but um but yeah thanks for coming along jennifer um it was a pleasure we'll see you in like 10 days i know <laughs> and uh thank you everyone out there for listening let us know what you think of the new surprise podcast dropping to you i don't know i might drop this on a friday you'd be like driving home from work like wait new episode what I thought it was I Wednesday. Know, perfect. Yeah. perfect for the commute. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to do a mini pod on. I was thinking maybe Cowboy Bebop. Maybe do a little bit of that. Oh, my gosh. Um, what else is coming up? Maybe when, like, you know, like a, if a music video drops or something, we might mm. have to talk about. And again, it might just be me. I mean, we we couldn't get Nadir on because of the old time difference and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's easier for me just to do it by myself or with one guest. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do some more of these. But until we do, thanks for tuning in. And you can always write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us so you'll know when these new episodes come, these special little mini pods come. If you follow us on Instagram, so you got to get on the gram so you know when these things are dropping. And we are at The Infatuation Podcast on Instagram. So follow us. You can see behind the, behind the scenes looks at some of our recordings and stuff like that. But until we talk to you again, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.